Bitcoin Roundtable. Random musings and interviews about Bitcoin. Good evening and welcome back, everybody. This is episode 65 of Bitcoin Roundtable. We have a very special guest on this week. His name is Sonny Ray, and he is the co-founder and president of Unicoin, one of India's leading blockchain and Bitcoin companies. Welcome, Sonny. Hello. Thanks for having me here. <laughs> oh, thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. So I guess we'll start off by uh, you telling our listeners a little bit about what Unicoin is and you know how sure. you got into it. Yeah, by all means. Hmm. So just to give a little bit of background about myself first, so I'm uh, originally from Canada and my parents are from India, so I visited India quite often growing up, but I'm originally from Canada and I had moved out to India in, I think it was around 2011, uh, while I was working for a robotics company. I was doing business development. I'd been there for almost eight years. And my job was to outfit you know, robotics labs. And uh, around that time, I discovered uh, Bitcoin. And because I was living in Bangalore at the time, I decided to start the first set of uh, Bitcoin meetups in the country. Through that, we ended up meeting uh, you know, many people. And most importantly, I met my co-founders, uh, Satvik, Harish, and Abhi. And uh, yeah, we, we, you know, through a series of trial and error, we ended up identifying Unicoin or a brokerage and an exchange as a viable business opportunity. And so, yeah, we went on to build that company. We raised capital from some of the top investors in the space. And at our peak, we were onboarding in December 2017 or so. We were onboarding about 10,000 users a day. And uh, I have, we have about a million and a half customers across the country. Okay. And so, yeah, and while things have obviously been going quite well over the last five or six years, um, over the past year, not just our company, but the industry at large has uh, run into a, a roadblock, namely the RBI, which is the central bank in India. And so about nine months or so ago, they put out a notice saying that they did not want any of the banks or payment processors working with cryptocurrency companies. And so that's obviously, you know, kind of colored a lot of the dialogue that's been taking place in India in the last year or so. I think I'll just pause there and take a pulse on where you guys are at and then we'll continue. <laughs> wow. Like, <laughs> that's an astounding amount of... Quite, those are astounding numbers right? you're showing, right? <laughs> <laughs> So a million and a half. And so obviously there's a, you know, you've seen practically that there's a real significant demand for or thirst for Bitcoin in India. Is there any alternative means for, you know, a, an average citizen of India to obtain Bitcoin without going through exchanges or such? Is there alternatives or is it? That's, a, that's a great question. You know, when we started kind of seeing signs of what's happening today, you know, a year ago or so, um, our team seriously considered going the route of building a P2P, um, you know, a P2P network, right? So right. something that enables people to trade between one another directly without a, a middle, you know, middleman. And so, um, but that wasn't something that our team felt comfortable taking on as a risk, um, mainly because... I mean, in short, we felt that it was in violation to the notice that was put out by the RBI. And, you know, we, we've always want, we've always tried to do everything by the book. You know, we've hired 
Nishit Desai and Associates, arguably the, the top techno-legal firm. They own shares in our company. They have so since the beginning of our company in December 2013. And and we've always, yeah, tried to, you know, follow the, the letter of the law. And so because of that, um, we decided not to go that way. But um, with that said, I think some of our, you could say, newer competitors that had less to lose did jump on that opportunity. And I believe that 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 is one of the ways that some people are, are picking up crypto. Um, and then I think that just probably people also buying from international exchanges by doing wire transfers, but that's expensive and slow and yeah. and there's limits to that as well. Hmm. well. Sounds like you've had quite a bit of trouble <laughs> over the last year anyway, to uh, say the least. Mm. So a question about oh Bitcoin God. in India. How do the people like it? Do they really want to use it? What have you seen out there? Well, like I said, I mean, at the peak, um, you know, we were onboarding. We couldn't even keep up with the the demand. Obviously, we're we've experienced a downturn in the market in the past uh, half a year to a year, and and so, you know, obviously, demand wouldn't be as high. But you know, when the next wave comes, I'm sure the demand will be far greater than what we've seen in the past. But but yeah, we've seen tremendous interest. I mean, ten thousand users a day. We had I think a thirty day wait. <laughs> and wow. that's when a lot of our competitors emerged when when we were just simply you know when there was a lot of demand that just came online um, in a very short period of time but yeah so I do think there's definitely a lot of potential in the country that's you know that's why we we started the company and you know if you look at coinbase they're worth what 10 billion dollars plus um, yeah. you look at you know com- successful companies like Kraken and whatnot and they've done so well um, I don't see why India shouldn't have you know a handful of amazing crypto companies that follow all the rules and do all the right things but 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 we've actually like i said unfortunately we've been you know kind of uh, at odds with the rbi and we've been we've been uh kind of taking up the matter at the supreme court uh for the eight month last eight months but wow. you know with the whole kind of court situation things get really challenging because things just keep getting postponed and and mm. we are a business uh, that you know as we're a startup right. uh we, we have limited funds we have limited resources we can't just endlessly keep fighting a battle that um you know where, where we're literally fighting for our lifeblood i mean without banking it, it becomes almost impossible to run an exchange okay uh a couple questions i guess you you obviously have explored this so i'm assuming the answer is no but is there room for an exchange to actually get certified as a bank and go down that route or is it doesn't matter as as long as you are dealing with a cryptocurrency exchange the rbi has deemed it necessary that no other banks can do business with you um i know i know i use uh, yeah like I, I mean, they said that any 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 entity within that's in the within the purview of the RBI, including payment processors, are not to. I mean, not only to not deal with crypto themselves, but to not deal with any company or person that's dealing in Bitcoin wow. or related assets. Yes. Yeah, so, can you comment on, or perhaps you can't comment on um, the exploration of where this directive has come from? Is is it? political in in some way that's driven into the bank um oh my just because that's so um you know it's it's yeah it's It's a touchy that i definitely wouldn't feel comfortable sharing that on a podcast but maybe over beer someday i I can tell you (laughs) okay well i I mean i have a sense of you know what entities might be working against us um but they're, they're just you know it's just a guess man it's 
it's so interesting, right? Because, I mean, you are right in the front lines of this, what would you call it? I guess a battle, right? So, mm. it's despite the negative side of it with the running the business, it's you're undergoing quite a unique experience. You know? <laughs> Bollywood films will be made about yeah. this. Yeah, yeah I, like well, it. I suspect so, right? I mean, this with is colorful huge. dances and all. I'm sure. Yeah, there's. Yeah, exactly. It's been every day's been a movie. That's all I could say. Every day's been a movie. I think it's Elon Musk that says that running a business is like chewing glass and staring into the abyss. Yes. <laughs> so I mean, if that's just running a business, then what's running a Bitcoin business? <laughs> it's like, oh my god, it's it's challenging. But at the same time, I wouldn't trade this experience in for the world. Have Have you explored other paths of revenue as a business? I mean, I know I've heard that you are involved in promotion of Bitcoin events in Canada and such. Mm. Yeah, that's not really uh, directly connected to Uno Coin. I mean, I look. I mean, I've been doing events before Uno Coin. Um, I'm just a big believer in community. You know, I, I believe that uh, that in order to be able to you know, build companies, you need people. Yes. And so I've always found that meetup.com specifically is a great platform for people who are interested in, you know, meeting like-minded individuals in any topic uh, is a great platform. And so, you know, I've done meetups with four people. I've done meetups with, uh, you know, a thousand people. I don't definitely think that's like a sustainable long-term means of like making money. In fact, I, I, I lost a lot of money personally, uh, <laughs> you know, just to try and do events because, they can be expensive. Um, they can be very expensive. Right. And so, uh, but I do them more because I just love crypto. <laughs> and I, like right. I love getting people together. And But uh, but yeah, but my main kind of source of, you could say, you know, my focus and everything has been UnoCoin. And now, I don't want to say the story is coming to an end because, you know, I think, I mean, Bitcoin, come on, let's face it, is not going anywhere. And when you look at the rest of the world, the first world countries, as they call it, and you know, you look at North America, Europe, and and it's it seems like you know Bitcoin is here to stay. I mean, if you go to Canada.ca website, you'll literally see guidance on you know on how to pay your taxes and what it is, and 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 I don't see India um, you know eventually not embracing it. Right. But you know, India is a noisy place. There's a lot of people there. Yeah, sometimes it's challenging, and sometimes things. You know, I heard that GitHub at one point was banned or something, and then it came back. And so, so things happen, but then eventually the people win, I guess. And so we're hopeful. And you know, when it comes back online, and when it's right time to do so, we'll we'll uh, we'll be we'll be here again. One question I had: um, I know you mentioned the massive influx of users when you were uh, running there into late 2017. Do, do you have any quantifiable numbers on what you might expect if you were actually open for business like would you still be running 10,000 a day or would you be dealing with exponential growth or any any idea on your forecasting for demand for an exchange in India I mean it's a hard I, I don't know I don't really know how to answer that question to yeah. be honest like in terms of like you know like if things were going well how many people might have been I don't know. It's so hard to say, you know, it's just like, it's a big country and, but it hasn't gone that way. That's what I do know. It's gone the other way. And, uh, and again, you know, I think eventually perhaps the governments will of the world will realize that, 
you know, that allowing centralized exchanges is probably an easier way for them to maintain some sense of control, whereas these P2P platforms are obviously highly subversive. Right. No, I agree. Hmm. You know, I'm curious. I don't understand the way things really work in India um, as opposed to Canada. I find it very hard around here to even find anybody willing to uh, take Bitcoin. Let's say I want to start buying things. Are there more shops of any kind in India that are accepting Bitcoin currently? Uh, We were working with uh, several storefronts, you know, to to accept Bitcoin. I I would definitely not say that it was something that caught on in a big way. But yeah, but you know, I I don't, I don't know. I mean, I I know payments is obviously going to be a big, big thing and maybe it will, maybe it won't. But I mean, you know, if you look at gold, do you use gold to pay for coffee or anything? No, yet gold is a very important thing in India. Um, And so the reason I've always been bullish on India, it still hasn't changed, is that if you look at the biggest gold market in the world, uh, it's India. And Bitcoin is essentially digital gold. And so that's one factor. Um, The other thing is, is if you look at the remittance markets, which is another thing that I think Bitcoin uh, helps facilitate, is uh, it's like the inflow of of money. And India, once again, is the largest inward remitter in the world. More money is sent back into India than any other country. Is that right? I didn't know that. Yeah. And so if you look at all those factors, I, I can't help but feel that the biggest beneficiary of something like Bitcoin could potentially be India. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe it sounds like to me, like maybe India by those by those very qualities you describe is really on the front lines of, you know, Bitcoin adoption. And thus um, you see the extremism toward mm. uh Trying to tamp it down, I guess, right? So, mm. yeah, I didn't yeah. know that. I mean, you know, yeah. Western Union, I mean, you know, they, they take a nice healthy chunk of money when you want to send it somewhere. And, well, we all know the reasons why you want to use Bitcoin for, for moving money across the world. Yeah, and we've talked many times about how much it would save people around the world just in <laughs> yeah. remittance fees alone, right? It's, yeah. it's yeah. really quite mm-hmm. incredible. I'm sure it's only going to be a matter of time before people start to put a lot more pressure on the banks and governments to bring it on. It's just a matter of when. Yeah, I, I still think the, the large a large amount of the population doesn't really know anything about Bitcoin, right? Yeah. So it's it's really just learning about it and then, you know, pushing forward with it. But I'm glad to hear uh, you have a law firm that's uh, partners with your company <laughs> or part owners of your company, at least. Yeah. Yeah, and they've done a lot of great work. And, and you know, they were, there was even an article that came out about this. I can, you know, talk about it, but they were just, I think maybe two months ago, even invited uh, by the governmental committee to give their independent, you know, kind of report on on what they feel uh, the regulatory framework should look like. And I, I forget, it's like, it's a 40 or 50 page report. Yeah. Um, I have it on my Twitter feed somewhere, but uh, yeah, it's, um, but but, you know, like there are progress, a lot of positive right? signs. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. But it's progress, right? So... Oh, yeah, definitely. I definitely don't want to make it sound like it's all gloom and doom. But the fact that our company is having to, you know, kind of downsize significantly and, you know, and and just like the the troubles we're going through, it doesn't make um, it doesn't make it uh, like an inviting place for entrepreneurs to want to do business because, yeah, because, you know, because they see your people like myself will essentially go elsewhere. Yeah, right. Okay, so if our listeners have heard the conversation want to find a way to 
help you or assist you in any way, is there a way that they can do that? Or do you have a website that gives them, you know, if they want to find out more information about the, um, you know, where the legal case is or what, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I mean the, the only thing you could kind of, I guess, suggest maybe is, is our, our company on our website. And we obviously put out blogs. Yeah, we kind of inform people that way. But right. um, if there's anyone out there that's like really interested in in uh, in learning about what's going on and kind of, you know, getting the ins and outs of it, um, I guess, yeah, they can either follow me on Twitter or, you know, they can hit me up and maybe even within, like, with an email. Um, it's pretty easy to guess my email. Um, <laughs> like it is most people's nowadays so <laughs> right. people can hit me up okay oh, and, great. and the unocoin.com site exists uh, in english for yeah. people if they want to read about it if yeah our website's uh, yeah it's fully functional in, in english itself oh that's wonderful anything vince no i don't have anything more to say i really appreciate you taking the time and talking with us sunny and uh I guess I, I wish you luck on your uh, battle. Yeah. Sonny, is there anything you want to add to that uh, you didn't get in on the conversation before we go? You know, I think the main thing is is that if people are out there listening um, and they're wondering, you know, what they might be able to do, I think, I think it's just important that people get out there and have their voices be heard. Yeah, and, and nowadays we live in a time where there's things like Twitter and, you know, you can literally tweet at the prime minister or at the finance minister or at the RBI or whoever. And right. so like, and everything counts. So yeah. So if, if people within India don't want to lose out on this opportunity, it's, this is an important time for them to, for them to step up. Right. Oh, Fantastic. Wonderful. Great. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks very much for taking the time this week, Sonny. We greatly appreciate having you on. All right. Take care. Ciao. Yeah. Have Thank a good you, Sonny. Night. Bye-bye. Bitcoin Roundtable. Random musings and interviews about Bitcoin.